sing, pero murag wala na may callback. Nya speak summer karon so mas worried pa sila sa heat stroke. Kedaghan nang matay sa heat stroke diri mga tiguang. <laughs> Then wa may lockdown diri so everywhere free to go bisag asa gihapon although everyone is wearing mask and just some precaution ba. And even for me I'm still working sa Tokyo so I'm still traveling twice a week. Then twice a week sa kong uh, work from home. Then actually, the situation is is controllable, although it's increasing. Pero ang gibantay nila ron ang kanang hospital capacity. Uh, so basically, murag madapa manila, so manang wakay sila mag-impose og lockdown man yun. Sana all. Mm, so unlike sa ato agyod nga, grabe ang lockdown sa mga gahit sa tag-uog. <laughs> So diha GCQ na or MCQ in, I, I don't know unsay tawag na GCQ na ro ang Cebu City ang Cebu Wala na gyud okay ba ako, sir Ano ko sud balay Wala gyud kay gawas-gawas diay Wa so, Last ni gawas ko kay wala ikuan wala tarong na physical distancing ang mga tao sa mall Ah duol pa yun sila Mane narudo Adlok kayo. Well, kung pagpadadyo ka sa adlok, naramgyapon ginagyod na ang risk yun. Kermi ba? Di man ginamawagtang ang risk yun. So muna, how you manage the risk lang. You can wear protective. Even there, what my social distancing. I'm traveling to Tokyo every day. Agasikit-sikit, ramgyapon ni strain. Pero everyone is wearing mask lang yun. Wa mang mausong facial dire mo mauwa mga tao mag mag facial so mask lang yun. Og dili mo gawas. Oh. Then work from home. So mo live na tayo in 5 minutes sir. Okay, okay. So mag kuan ang toilet break then I'll come back in few minutes. Yes sir. Excuse me, sir. Yes. Magmute sa takadiot, sir, until five. Okay, sure. I will just put it in.
Okay, let's start. Hello everyone, my name is Irvin from the Carolinian Physics and Astronomy Society and welcome to the third installment of this webinar series where we will be asking the question, saan naabot ang physics degree mo? Before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Edward Kaluya and Claude Siniza for making this webinar series possible. Today, we are joined by Mr. Jerome Impas, who is a, an IT leader and entrepreneur who graduated from the BS Physics program of the University of San Carlos in 2001, specializing in machine learning and computer vision, after which he worked for almost 16 years as a systems engineer or IT manager, both here in the Philippines and Japan. He involved himself in various industries in a consulting business, IT and medical companies, and even hotels. He then finished a master's of business administration degree in international business at the school, at the graduate school rather, of business sciences of the University of Tsukuba at Tokyo, Japan last 2019, studying the application of machine learning as a viable system for detecting fraud in US trading firms. So, hello, Mr. Jerome Impas, how are you doing today? Uh, hello, Ervin. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fine, fortunately. Yeah, in so, these um, crazy times, you know. <laughs> so I believe Mr. Jerome Impas has prepared a presentation for us today. So, sir, shall you share your screen right now? Okay, sure. Let me just quickly share my screen. And I'll be giving the floor to you, so you can go off. Okay. Okay. Um, so can you um, see my screen now? Uh, I think my full screen, Tanisha, sir. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, I can see the notes. Okay, um, I think I shared the wrong, wrong um, screen. Let me reshare it again. Okay. Give me a minute. Is it the, the full screen now? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. So once again, Mr. Jerome Impas. Hello, everyone. Um, good afternoon, and welcome to this third installment of this webinar, Sana Abot Ang Physics Degree Mo. Um, a webinar on exploring possible career paths in physics. So thank you for that very generous um, introduction. As mentioned, my name is Jerome Impas and I will be your speaker in this third session. First and foremost, let me thanks Irvin and the organizer, the Physics Society, um, the organizer of this event for inviting me today, as well as our audience who are watching online. So as mentioned, this is the third um, installment. So if you have seen the previous two sessions by Dr. Bacalia and Dr. Castanares, it was actually very interesting presentations. Um, they presented about their career and their, the kind of research they, they are doing. So they are outstanding scientists and researchers from the USA Physics Department. And as maybe you have recognized, they came from the academic career path. On the other hand, actually, I came from the other side of the coin. Um, I came from the industry side. 
So perhaps this afternoon, I'll be able to give you a different perspective of another possible career for you, available for you when you graduate in this course. So as mentioned, I graduated on my base physics program in 2001. So actually, I think uh, my, my um, batch was actually the last batch that was on base physics program before it went it was transitioned to the BS Applied Physics. I've been working um, in here on various industries for almost 20 years locally in, in Cebu and in Japan. So for our prospective students, uh, BS Physics, incumbent BS Physics students, um, this will already give you a hint what kind of careers you can pursue later on upon graduation. So two weeks ago in Mr. Yolanda, was actually my um, thesis advisor in my um, during my undergrad, asked me to be a speaker in this webinar. Without hesitation, I replied yes. But upon pondering on um, to thinking about the kind of topics that I will talk about in this webinar that will entice or give inspiration to for incoming students to take physics. I cannot think of anything. And fortunately, Mr. Villande didn't mention that I will be giving inspirational talk anyway. So I, I think there's no pressure there. <laughs> anyway, um, kidding aside, what I can offer you this afternoon is just to tell you my story, how I ended up in physics, how physics helped in my career, and why I didn't have any single regrets of taking up physics in college. Also, if you have any questions, um, please type in, in the comments field and I am happy to answer it after this brief presentation. So with your indulgence, um, please allow me to tell you my story in the next 20 minutes or so. So this is our uh, simple agenda for this afternoon's webinar. Um, allow me to introduce myself and perhaps give you some major milestone I have achieved in the past 20 years. Also, I will explain why I joined the U.S. BS Physics program and what were my personal experiences in this program. Of course, like anyone else, I also encountered many challenges during my time in college. And perhaps I could explain how I overcome them. Also, I can tell you how physics helped in my career up until now. And perhaps I could provide tidbits for prospective students. Also. I can give you a brief background about my MBA journey if the time permits and talk about some highlights in my MBA. So as you can see, the first picture on the top um, left there is the City Hall of Madawi City. I was born and raised in Madawi City. In fact, I uh, graduated my elementary and high school in the public, one of the public schools in Madawi City. And on night, I graduated in Pacna National High School in 1997, after which I joined the BS physics program and um, studied for four years and uh, graduated in 2001. In 2008, I have the opportunity to come here in Japan for work. So since then, I've been living here in Yokohama. So this, um, maybe I can open the pointer. So I, the picture in the lower left is a picture of Yokohama. I've been, this is my second home since, since then. 
So I've been working here for in, in Japan for around 12 years. So I've been working in several uh, companies. So you can see the picture of Tokyo Tower here and its surrounding buildings. I've been working here for around 12 years. And um, I have three kids now, <laughs> all three boys. Um, the eldest is 14 years old. Um, he is in third year junior high school. The second one is four years old and the youngest is two years old. So my interest includes programming and data science and big data um, topics, machine learning, artificial intelligence, also cross-domain subjects, including information technology in particular and technology domain in general. So um, I just listed here some major career milestones I have in the past 20 years. As mentioned, I graduated in Pakna National High School in 1997, passed the DOST scholarship on during the time and decided to took this physics in 1997. So after four years, I uh, was um, I graduated in this physics, but before that I actually was working with Mr. Yolanda on, on my thesis, which is actually related to application of neural networks and computer vision. So after graduation, I was hired by Olympus Philippines. Um, I started as a software engineer during that time, developing software applications for laser scanning microscopes. Perhaps many of you are asking why I landed at as a software programmer or developer after my physics um, years. Actually, programming is a core skills that you can acquire and learn from this course. For example, there are many mathematical equations out there that is not um, solvable by hand. So you need a computer, you need to create a program to be able to solve it. Also, in terms of um, modeling and um, simulation, you need to create a computer program to be able to make simulation and model some um, phenomenon as well. Also in instrumentation, um, interfacing between your software and hardware, for example, your sensors, you need to create a program so that it will um, work. So in that sense, trans transitioning from into software development is actually very easy for me because I already have the background in my physics years. So I was working in Olympus for seven years after which I had the opportunity to work here in Japan. So still leveraging my programming skills and also the growing knowledge I get in IT, I use that to piggyback in my next uh, career um, here in Japan. So I work as a system engineer first in DAC Systems Company Limited, I actually develop uh, application softwares for um, uh, logistic companies, actually inventory and distribution system softwares uh, that are used by logistic companies here in Japan. So after my project was completed, I moved to the hotel industry. I was hired as a manager in IT infrastructure in Solari Hotels and Resorts. Um, Solari is actually a um, domestic hotel management chain company here in Japan. So in 2014, 
I got an offer in Ernst & Young uh, to work in IT services. So I was assigned as the leader of the Asia Pac and Japan Service Line hosting services. So during the time, actually my main job was to maintain and um, operate the forensics data center across Asia Pacific region. So I remember during the time been traveling to other Asian countries to um, visit my team at the same time, take a look on the environments we have um, in the region. Also in EY, I have a bit of flexibility in terms of my time schedule. So that is where I decided that I will pursue one of my lifelong dreams to um, take up my, or at least acquire a higher um, academic degree. So that's where I decided to apply and eventually I got accepted in the University of Scuba um, Graduate School of Business Sciences MBA IB program. So this program is actually um, designed for working professionals so that you can study uh, MBA at the same time retain your um, full-time job. So during the time I was working full-time during the day and at night and weekends, I am going to school to pursue my MBA. So in, after two years of the MBA program, I successfully defended my thesis, which is related to machine application machine learnings in auditing. And in fact, I also have written a paper that got accepted in one of the international conference and presented in Osaka University during the time. Also um, last year, I got invited by my former boss in Solari who became the IT director in my state's hotel management, also a, a domestic hotel chain management company here in Japan. So currently I'm working in my state as manage, manager of IT. Okay, why I choose the USC's um, University of San Carlos based physics program? I think I can only think of two good reasons. First is for the love of science. Since elementary years, I have a strong affinity and um, how to say, love or interest in, in science. So that's why in high school, I decided that I will take up naturals, a natural science course in college. And actually the big influencer um, actually for me is the USS promotion and incentive for physics. During that time, I don't even know that BS physics program actually or BS physics course actually exists. So I decided I should maybe take up BS chemistry or chemical engineering during that time. But I got the, the notice that I passed the, the USC scholarship and they offer higher incentives and allowance or subsidy to BS physics students. So I think that actually galvanizes my, my decision to go into BS physics program, which I didn't have any regret. What were my experiences during that time? Um, during the time, I remember that I was very active in both curricular and extracurricular and also even non-academic activities. I have lots of organization during that time. Of course, I remember organizing the physics um, Olympiad. Um, I'm a member of FISOC naturally because I'm a physics student. And we have, I think FISOC and AstroSoc during the time is two different organizations. I think it is merged now, right? 
Is that correct, Arvin? I think it's still different, pero the face is the physics society. All right. Because I remember um, was we were active with AstroSoc as well and spent several sessions um, in Talamban Campus um, Soccer Ground. We always find the the best spot there that is very dark, that is less light, light um, pollution. And we have several stargazing sessions there. And during that time, I remember um, Chris Go, who is four or five years ahead um, of our batch, actually was kind enough to lend his um, telescope so that we can um, watch the, the stars or the dark side of known, the moon that is observable. <laughs> and um, comets as well and other celestial objects. Also during that time, I act, we're actually, um, we created physics soccer team and joined the soccer competition in, in Talamban campus. So during that time, of course, physics, we are physics, we are very good in academic, we are very good in, in, in our, how to say, academic related, but in terms of the stamina in soccer, um, I think we're doing great during that time, but other departments are actually doing better. I was also very active in the activities of the UST Scholars Organization as well during that time. So the picture on the right is actually my batchmate, um, the batch 2001. Not everyone is here, but I remember we, we there were around 30 graduates during the time, and it is one of those years that physics department have produced um, lots of graduates. I'm not sure though after that, but I think we were one of those, oh sorry, um, batch that has many graduates during that time. And perhaps some of you are familiar with some of my classmates because they became faculty in the physics department. Uh, Adonis Flores, Carlo Orofeo, um, Albert James Lico, we're now PhD and postgrad holders. And I think they were, are working now in other, in, in far, how do you say, in big laboratories outside the country. Many of my classmates actually became faculty, uh, how do you say, are in teaching profession as well, both in country and abroad. Some became entrepreneurs, some working in the governments or public sector and others like me are working in industry. So you can see that um, how varied the career path we have after of our, of my batch after we graduated in physics. So this will give you a background already what kind of um, opportunities available for you when you graduate in this course. And I would, I would say um, there are many opportunities out there for you. So it's up to you to find it though. Okay, what were the challenges that I experienced? Um, similar as everyone else, I have also my own uh, challenges during the time. And I think the first one there is more common. I came from um, less, I can say less privileged family. Where I were seven in the family, I am the eldest and um, only my mother was, um, was, I, was the breadwinner because my father passed away when I was still during that time. So during college, it's actually a bit difficult to make ends meet. So make, uh, make a lot of adjustments to be able to, um, to pass to it. And actually the DOS scholarship also have a big role 
on, on my success as well in college because it helps a lot in, in my best physics course. Of course, study personal life balance. Um, I would say that this is a similar problem with everyone. You have lots of priorities uh, as well. So you need to make, um, to juggle it and uh, make some bal good balancing act. Third is in terms of mathematical ability, I would say that my math skills doesn't excel or is not really excellent compared to my classmates who looking on the equation, they can easily understand what the equation means to them. For me, it, I would spend more time on, on under, understanding the advanced equation, for example, advanced math. At the same time, I would spend more time in, prob in problem solving exercises so that I'll be able to understand it and grasp the ideas about math. And why did I mention this? I know um, first is math is the language of physics. You can explain physics, physical phenomena based from mathematical equation. So it's really very important to understand math as well. But it doesn't mean that if you don't, are not good in math, you will find physics difficult. You just need to spend more time and effort to be able to understand the mathematical concept so that you will be able to understand the the concept behind it, uh, the, physical, the physics concept behind it as well. The third one is, I think this is common for everyone, meeting deadlines and other competing demands. We have core subjects and minor subjects, but even for minor subjects, if you will not pass the homework, if you will not pass the, the minor subjects, you will not graduate as well. So it's actually equally important to, to juggle those and meet the deadlines that are required for those subjects. So how did I overcome them? I listed four, there are actually many reasons, but I listed four here. First is grit. This is, this is the ability to persevere. And I think this is one of the strong traits that I have, that in spite of the obstacles, the difficulties that I experience, I always persevere. I always put much effort in hard work and combine it with efforts and passion at the end of the day, no matter how much time you spend on it, you will be able to achieve what you, the goals you set in your in your life or in your career. Second is be strategic. Where we know where you are now, and where you want to go, and in between, this is where you have to decide what you are going to do about it. Inventory your resources, available resources to you. Um, what kind of assets available to you, how much time you can spend in order to achieve it. And there is a lot of route in getting to where you want to go. You can go over, down, left or right, above or under. No matter what route you will take, be strategic and set some goals and um, in order to achieve the, the goals that you, you set in your life or at least in your career. Third is support from family and friends and classmates is very important. It's okay to ask for help. As they said, no man is an island. So support from everyone is really important. At the same time, you also need to support other people as well. So as much as you have um, taken, you also need to give something in return. 
And third, fourth is know your strength and leverage it. As mentioned, I'm not really good in, in or my math skills doesn't excel, but I know I'm good in writing papers or communicating my ideas. So I leverage those strengths to counter any weaknesses that I have. Okay, so how did uh, physics help in my career? Actually, there are many uh, reasons or many things that I can think of, but I just listed five for the sake for the sake of time. First, it helps me understand how the world works. So if you are a naturally inquisitive person like me, then there's a lot of things you can learn from the physics degree. Um, physics can teach us so much about every, everything, whether you'd like to know why the world moves or want to understand how the laws of the universe or want to how makes everything tick from planets to solar systems to black holes or even to minor particles. Physics can explain why things occur the way they do and show us the interaction between phenomena that we cannot just observe with our naked eyes. Second is it is also incredibly a broad subject, meaning um, you will learn a lot of um, topics as varied as particle physics, electricity, magnetism, classical mechanics, modern physics, quantum mechanics, relativity, thermodynamics, and many others, so on and so forth. Also, you learn about the interaction. Uh, just the, the, the relationship between physics and other natural sciences like chemistry and biology. Second is I became better in problem solving and critical thinking. So the moment you join this physics program from first year until you graduate, you keep on solving problems. Even some of it are, are theoretical problems. This is a core skill set, skill set that you will learn and acquire in physics degree. And this is really a good thing for you. And this is one of the, those things that differentiate between physics and other courses because you learn to think to, to you will, how say, improve your critical thinking skills. So as such, being able to think outside the box and apply a variety of different approaches to try and solve the problem is highly regarded in physics. At the same time, not only physics, but when you go and apply for a job, this is a highly sought um, skill as well. So many employers value applicants with strong analytical skills and a physics degree is a great way to develop them. For example, when I am hiring in my team as well, I always take a look on the problem solving skills of the candidate. Third is physics opens a wide range of career opportunities available for you. So although physics degree is naturally highly embedded in science, you don't need to go necessarily to have a teaching or research job that are scientific in nature, or you certainly don't have to become a scientist or physicist like, or neuroscientist like Dr. Bacalia or um, Dr. Castanez, if you really wanted to. Of course, it's worth noting that there are other career paths avail available for you. And I have uh, mentioned in my batch that we have a very um, diverse career path to each one of us um, there. And that means that there are a lot of possible opportunities for you in this course. Fourth is it keeps me humble and grounded. Even how intelligent you are in physics, there are always mysteries to solve. 
and things, new things that you have to learn. So that's why research in physics, um, in, in physics um, actually is continuing because there are a lot of things um, you, you learn. Fifth is it complements different subjects such as math, but of course, because of the core skill set that you will, um, you will learn in physics, it's easy to transition this to um, information technology, for example, or data science. So now let me give you a brief um, background in my in uh, the kind of thesis I did in my MBA. I will not go into details here, but I'll just mention it so that you have a uh, overview of what I did in my MBA. So actually during this time I was working with EY, which is one of the big four accounting firm. So in the world and um, actually how audit is done is that auditors go into the company and um, check, take a look on the financial statement of the company. And if there is no misstatement, then they have to sign off the document that um, and release it to the public. So that, that's the basic um, process of auditing. But sometimes because of um, it is being checked by humans, sometimes there are some cases where fraud or misstatement is not uh, detected. So here in this approach, I'm, I use the machine learning approach so that I'll be able to predict fraud of um, the US listed firm's financial statement using machine learning approach. So basically what I did is um, just collect the, the financial statement for the past 20 years of the USD, of the listed firms in the US. And actually I also use my programming skills here. I um, created a program to uh, download or at least um, scrape the data in the financial statement for the past 20 years of all the listed firms in the US. After which I used the US Security and Exchange Commission um, violation, let's say a violation database. So this database where um, you can see that some companies committed fraud for this particular year. So I downloaded it as well and compared it with the fraud years that um, the company um, commits the violation and label it as a fraud. And those that are not in the SAC's list, then I listed um, as a non-fraud. Then I did some kind of variable selection to determine the significant variables that will um, how is it significant variables that will provide good result? Also, I use R in my setup and um, to do some programming here and use traditional class classifiers and bagging method to analyze the inputs, which is the financial statement, and uh, produce the empirical result. I did the analysis. Okay, um, some highlights on my MBA journey. So the first picture there is actually the 2019 batch. So there were 30 graduates of MBIB program um, during my, my time. And I'm here actually on the third from, let me see, third from the right. The second picture there is actually when I received the Outstanding Student Award from the Dean of the Graduate School of Business Sciences for Best Research Paper. 
the third picture in the top left um, is actually when I did the presentation of my paper in the Graduate School of the Economic Science Economics in Osaka University. So it was I presented in the International Symposium on Econometric Theory and Application. And the last um, picture there was the recognition ceremony hosted by Philippine Embassy in Tokyo in cooperation with the Association of Filipino, Filipino Students in Japan. So perhaps you might recognize this, um, the, the person in the, in the right, he is Stephen Flores and he is also the, he was also an alumni, he's also an alumni of this physics, this applied physics program. I met him here in Japan and during the time he was the incumbent president of EFSJ. So I, I think I spent more than 20 minutes in my um, presentation, but thank you for um, staying. So I think that's all for the presentation. I, I think that's all for this afternoon. And perhaps oh. we can open the, the floor for your questions now. Thank you thank so much, you. sir. So I do have a couple of questions. I'm sure everyone wants to know what made you decide to take a master's in business administration after a couple of years after working yeah that's a very good question actually um ever since um graduating in physics i really wanted to pursue either a master's degree then move on to the the academic um, career but because i started working and um I get stuck in working for a long time, then I don't have much time to, to actually work for a, a higher degree because of the time schedule. But because of the flexibility of time I have in EY during that time, at the same time, there is this passion in me that I really wanted to pursue that higher degree. So that was a very good timing for me. It's just a matter of timing, actually. It's just a fire waiting to go up to, to how they explode, if, if I may say so. So that was the reason why I took up my MBA degree after many years in, in, um, in working, working in industry. And I think it was a very good, it was a good um, decision as well in the sense that I've been working in, in the industry for several years. So I think it makes sense if I would just go to the MBA rather than an MS. What can you say to those people who get stuck in the industry after their, their bachelor's and doesn't want to go to their master's right away or might never go to their master's? Right. Sometimes it's just more of the timing as well and prioritization. Mm -hmm. um, and you need to be more strategic as well. If I didn't want to EY during the time, perhaps I won't, I won't be able to take my MBA as well. Of course, I we have a family to support as well, so that is the most. This is the number one priority, right? Of course, we cannot leave our job just to go on the um, to pursue our uh, studies. Then sometimes maybe our family that is depending on us will go hungry, right? So it's just more of prioritization and make a strategy on and the timing as well. Mm -hmm. So after your master's, are you interested in pursuing higher education than that? Or are you going to stay with that? There is an option to go there as well. But um, if I will continue in my 
in the bis or the industry working in the industry i think phd is not really needed um in business i think mba is um i think it's fine unless i want to go into a research higher research career i think phd is needed but for the time being um i think masters perhaps on other i don't know jd i don't know um there are other options as well available but of course it depends on the timing and the priority but for now um i'm i think i'm contented on the mba for now uh -huh. so one of the questions from the audience uh, i'm sure you've already answered this but lindley was the course that you're in uh sorry you're breaking up or i'm not sure if i'm the one breaking up can you please repeat again Uh, hello, Irvin, can you hear me? Did I break up? Hello, Irvin. Uh, hello, sir. I think Irvin encountered. Uh... Oh, yeah, he's back. I, I think. I'm back. I'm back. Did you hear my last question, sir? Uh, sorry, I didn't um, quite get it. Um, could you please repeat again? It's related to the previous question. Uh, Lindley asks, what made you choose your MBA, MBA degree instead of other graduate courses that directly relates to physics? Yeah, I, I uh, as mentioned, I've been working in the industry um, after mm -hmm. graduation in physics. And it's more of, I use physics as a foundation, but I actually diverge into data science and um, the information technology. So that's why it makes more sense that I would just go into a business administration, master's business administration degree, rather than on the master of science degree. So we do have one last question, sir, if that's okay with you. Sure, sure, no problem. <laughs> Dr. Xavier Bacalia asks, if you could pick one important skill you've acquired during your academic life, what would be the one that you found most helpful in the industry setting? Programming. Programming. Programming oh, no. is really important for because it's just like creating something out of, it's not really nothing, right? You have the knowledge, but you have to create something from it. Once you know programming, you can do a lot of things, to be honest with you. Um, no matter what the language you will use, R or um, actually I'm proficient with C, C++, Visual Basic, and um, even the um, C Sharp as well, and other languages. So you can say I can speak a lot of languages then. But actually, this is very important because when you do analysis, even for when you are in industry setting, you still need to do to, to have at least good understanding of programming to make to be able to um, how make simulation and how to say to 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 visualize it right so 
for me, that is really a very, very important um, skill set that I learned in my physics degree that I, up until now, even though I'm not in programming work, but still from time to time, I actually do some programming in the back end to help in my, my work, for example, in automation. Um, in IT automation, mm. you still need to do a little bit of programming there so that you can automate things, right? You have to talk to the computer somehow. Right. And of course, as mentioned, math is really important. Programming math mm. is goes in hand as well because you cannot do any program for, for some concepts if you don't understand the mathematical algorithm behind it as well. So... I do have one last, last na question. Sure, sure, no problem. I think we have uh, plenty of time still. Yeah, sure. So Mark asks, how can we leverage our degree when trying to go into industry from the, the academe? How can we explain that our experience in physics is transferable or beneficial to their field or slash business? So more like your case. How can you, can you please re repeat, how can you explain or how can you how can we explain that our experience in physics is transferable or beneficial to their field or businesses? Actually, there's a very good question. But in my case, mm. what I do is I always show the result first before I explain. So if there is a result already available, then you can show it, then um, put some explanation in it and it's easy. Rather than you have to explain that you can do this, then prove it later. Prove it first, then have to explain. So I think that that's that's a matter of strategy. You have to prove yourself first. Yeah. So unfortunately, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, Mr. Jerome Impas, for joining us in our exploration to the possible career paths in physics. Likewise, thank you very so much also. So next week, we'll be joined by an yet another guest. So just check out the USC Physics and Astronomy Society Facebook page for more details. And once again, we would like to thank our sponsors, Edward Kaluya and Claude Siniza for sponsoring this webinar. Once again, thank you so much, Doc, uh, Mr. Jerome Impas, for joining us today. And thank you, everyone, for watching. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. And have a nice day. Bye. Mute that.